Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I'm the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. In joining me today is Toma Strolite in what is a first ever reading of his child's story, his kid's story that he's put together about Bitcoin and Satoshi Nakamoto. And now for this episode, not only did I have all four of my kids present for this reading, I had some other Bitcoiner plebs on the call with their kids as well because we wanted to get a live reaction Q&A forum going with Toma from the kids giving direct feedback to his story and asking him questions about it. So I hope you enjoy this one. Thank you, Toma, for coming on. We're going to do another rip, Toma and I, where uh, we will get down uh, the rabbit hole on many other different things and talk about his film at greater length. If you haven't seen that, Generational Wealth, produced by Swin Bit- Swan Bitcoin. And you know they're one of the sponsors of this show. SwanBitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Gets you a free 10 bucks. What are you waiting for over there in the US of A? Download the app and start stacking sets. In the UK, you can do that with Relay. Excuse me. Across Europe, you can do that with Relay. R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash bits. And you can do it from the UK as well. If you use Revolut or something, then you can use the Relay app. No problem. You can use coincorner.com across the UK and in Europe as well. That's an exchange. You can start stacking, set up your auto buys. Hit the link in the show notes. That will kick you off with uh, an extra 10 pounds after a 100 pound or 100 euro purchase of Bitcoin. And of course, take control of these coins, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Please, not your keys, not your coins. Get them on a hardware wallet. Use the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition. And if you want to get to Miami for the conference, of course you do. Use Bitten at checkout for a 10% discount on all your tickets. Here's Toma. Okay, we are recording, guys. Joining uh, the Once Bitten podcast today is Toma Strolite and a bunch of extras that, uh, that are on the call. Uh, young kids that are going to be winging some questions Toma's way. Toma, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Now, First time uh, yeah, <laughs> it won't be the it won't be the only time either. Uh, Lauren is here, and like I said, a bunch of other kids. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hey, Lauren. And the reason being, uh, you, you put out a tweet. I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, about you had uh, written a kids' book and you wanted to kind of test it out, and you were taking uh, Zoom calls. And you were invited onto Galileo, which is the uh, the online self-directed education platform that Lauren and uh, two of her siblings are using, and uh, some of the other kids here as well today. Uh, 
That was amazing to, to watch you read that story and the interaction with the kids. I think you did three readings, did you, over the time zone? Yeah, yeah. Over, <laughs> over the course of 12 hours, there was one in my local time. There was one at 9 p.m. for the Asian audiences for whom it was 9 a.m. Then there was one at my 4 a.m., which was the one that your kids attended and that you attended because I think it was about 9 a.m. for you guys in Europe. And then I did one at, at my 11 a.m., which I think was 9 a.m. for Central American time zone. How did you find that experience? I, I found it really amazing. Uh, I just, I, I wrote this with children in mind and it resonated, it's resonated really strongly with every audience that I've read it, but it, it's, written, it's written for children to be able to hear the story of Bitcoin and the story of Satoshi Nakamoto. And so anytime that I've had a large group of, uh, of children accompanied by a few adults as well, typically parents, uh, but in, in the case of Galileo, it was uh, some of the school supervisors. It's always been a great experience. Lots of curiosity and lots of um, lots of faces lit up and eyes lit up asking questions and interested uh, amongst the adults as well as the children. Because it's such an incredible story, the story of Satoshi. Um, so if it you is. can tell it concisely and interestingly, uh, then then who wouldn't be fascinated by it? Now, before we do the reading, because that's the idea of this podcast, you're going to read us the story and then we're going to take the live questions yeah. from the kids or anyone else uh, like uh, myself, because I'll have plenty. Uh, I think a few yeah. of the dads might be in the background as well, and uh, I'm sure they'll have their own, uh, their own questions. Did you have any questions before we, we kick off, Lauren? Um, I think it might be good to do it after. The book. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if everybody's sitting comfortably, then uh, we can we can pass this over to Toma. Story time will begin. Just before I read the story, I know, and I know there's a lot of listeners, it's a quite extraordinary story. And I want to say it's a true story. This isn't this isn't like a, a Marvel Comics story where it's made up characters doing made up things. This is actually a real life story. And it's quite extraordinary, which is why I have to point it out, because so many of the things in this story might seem unbelievable uh but it's true so i just wanted to really stress that uh before we go in and the story i'm gonna just start reading right away but the story is called satoshi nakamoto and his bitcoin invention and i'll begin once upon a time there was a man or maybe it was a woman or maybe it was a group of people Maybe it was a time-traveling, alien, artificial intelligence, spider robot. We don't know because they never revealed who they really were. We'll just say he was a he because that's what he said he was. But it was really a secret identity the whole time. Nobody knew who he really was. He called himself Satoshi Nakamoto. We know that he really existed. He appeared on the internet in 2008 to say he had invented a new form of money. Nobody had asked him to do this, but he thought we needed a new form of money. So he invented one. He called it Bitcoin. There have been many inventors and inventions throughout history. Many thousands of years ago, someone invented the wheel. Since then, nobody has invented anything better for moving things around on land. 
We also don't know who the inventor of the wheel was. Inventors have to use things they find around them and do something entirely new with them. That's what it means to invent something. To invent the first wheel, its inventor probably needed a big flat rock and some tool to chip away at it to make it round. To invent Bitcoin, Satoshi had to use something other than rocks and chisels. He wanted everyone in the world to use his invention, so he used the internet. He wanted nobody to be in charge of it, so he used a special type of computer program called peer-to-peer. -peer. He wanted it to be fair so that nobody could steal it or make any of it without working hard for it. So he used a special type of math called cryptography. It was very hard to invent Bitcoin. People had tried for a long time to invent internet money that could not be stolen. He figured out how to do it. And he did it. And he released it into the world. People saw Satoshi's invention. Why do we need a new money? Some asked not really looking for an answer. It will never work, said others. Many others just ignored it. But some people looked at it and saw goodness. This could solve a the world. These people began to use Bitcoin. They ran it. They improved it. They told other people about it. Bitcoin began to spread. More people heard about it, and they told others. And so it spread even more. It worked. It couldn't be stopped. The world's best hackers couldn't stop it. The world's mightiest armies couldn't stop it. Even the people who hated Bitcoin couldn't stop it. Bitcoin had only one weakness. What was Bitcoin's weakness? What if someone found out who Satoshi really was? Could they force him to do something to Bitcoin that would make it stop? Could they make him make Bitcoin weaker? Satoshi, the creator of Bitcoin, was its only weakness. He knew what he had to do. He had prepared for it. He did it. He disappeared. Whoever Satoshi was, or whatever Satoshi was, vanished. The secret identity stopped being used. It went silent. After that, truly, nobody was in charge of Bitcoin. Everybody could use it. Everybody could count on it. Nobody could stop it. When Satoshi gave up the power to control Bitcoin, that single deed made sure that nobody would ever have so much power again. Bitcoin now had no weakness. And people saw that. And they liked it. Bitcoin began to grow faster than ever before. It gave hope to millions and billions of people. It ended injustices. It let people safely keep the money that they had worked hard for. 
it made sure no one could steal someone else's money. It taught people about being responsible and honest. It was money for every single person in the world. Satoshi was a special type of hero. He was a hero who gave the world a gift. He made something that was very hard to make. He didn't ask for anything in return. He didn't ask to be paid. He didn't ask to be famous. He didn't ask to be powerful. He just gave the world his gift and walked away. Because of Bitcoin, many new things were possible. New inventions could be built using Bitcoin, just like with the wheel. After the wheel was invented, many new things were possible. Somebody could invent the car, so somebody did. Even airplanes need wheels for takeoff and landing. There are so many inventions that have wheels in them. What amazing new inventions will Bitcoin make possible? Maybe someday you too will be an inventor who uses Bitcoin in your invention. You can be, thanks to Satoshi and all the people who made Bitcoin possible. The end. Well done, mate. Thanks, guys. There's a, there's a round of applause going on in the Zoom, uh, which is uh, everybody's <laughs> muted. Otherwise, it's that would sounded it's awful. It's muted applause. <laughs> Yeah, there's an expression for that. <laughs> I didn't mean quite the same thing. Oh, there you go. You're getting the uh, applause get... icons for you... those of you who are only in audio. Yeah, you can't exactly. Hear or see. Look at the look at the screen light up now. There you go. There's all mm. the uh, the clapping hands emoticons and even thumbs up. Thanks, guys. So great. So I, I mean, I'm going to take a back seat. Who's uh, who's got a question? Who's... I got a question, but this is about Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Any any question is allowed. Um. So why do you think Bitcoin is really important? Oh, that's a great question. Money it turns out to be something that's very important because money is something that allows large groups of people to interact with each other peacefully. You know, if, in your family, everybody trusts each other, and so you can do something, and you you know your dad can say, well, if you know if you. If you want something, you've got to do this chore or that thing. But outside of family groups, there's lots of strangers. There's billions of people in the world, and you don't even know their names. And they're doing complicated tasks. Like somebody wrote the program for Zoom that we're talking on. I don't know who their name was. It was a team of people who did it. And why did they do it? They did it so that someone like me and someone like you could give them something that they could use in return to buy something that somebody else made. And that's what money is. Money is this thing that allows us to do work and exchange our work for something that will allow us to buy something else that somebody else works to create. So money is really, really important. We just cannot coordinate the entire species of humanity, the entire civilization of humanity with anything else. The only other alternative that anybody's ever come up with is ordering everybody and telling everybody else what to do. And that's called tyranny or totalitarianism and it's the opposite of freedom so money is the tool that allows freedom to work otherwise people would steal things right or and they wouldn't work if they couldn't get something in return so money is the tool of peace and the tool of human coordination and the essential thing for civilization to exist and it's really important that there be 
good money. And that's what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is the first time in all of human history that there has been money that can't be stolen by force, that everybody can see which is true easily without it being a fake coin or a fake bill or, or a lie, that everyone can see how much of it exists so that they know that nobody's making any of it without working hard, for, and that everybody has, that any creation of it has to be worked on and that work has to be proven to have been performed. So it's a really, really extraordinary invention. It's almost like it's the first time in human history that we've become civilized about money. We've used uh, like prehistoric, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, we've used uncivilized forms of money in the past. People used seashells or they used salt or they used pieces of metal or they used pieces of paper that people who had authority over them said this, you know, this piece of paper is worth $100. That piece of paper is worth $5. They're both the same piece of paper, but they have different numbers written on them by the authorities. We never had money that was truly for every single person in the world. And, and you know, the money that we use right now that is issued by different countries, so you can't even use it in other countries. You guys, most of you are in Europe, I think. So if you came here to Canada where I am, you'd have to change your money. And so your money is no good here. And you have to pay, you have to pay money to change the money. Bitcoin is money for everyone in the world. Everyone in the world can verify it. Everyone in the world can see exactly how much of it exists. Nobody can steal it because it uses this math of cryptography. Nobody's in charge of it because it uses this computer programming style called peer-to-peer. -peer. And, um, and it, of course, traverses the internet. So it's everywhere in the world all at once. And it's indestructible and it'll last forever. So it's a really, really extraordinary invention. And, uh, and it's just been invented recently in your lifetimes. Like you're, you're going to be the first generation that grows up with Bitcoin transforming the, the civilization that you live in in your lives. And if you guys have kids, they'll be the kids who grow up with Bitcoin already as the money of the world. So I think it's going to be extraordinary. So Bitcoin's very important. I, I once wrote an article. It was one of my most read articles called Why Bitcoin is the Most Important Thing Happening in the World. And so I feel it's really important. Pretty important. Was it a good enough answer for you? I, I think mean, it was very. I think it was very good. Long so there's a lot of reasons. So yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of reasons, and it is very hard to you know uh, distill this down. But uh, anybody else want to uh, to ask a question? I do. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Um, if you could, if you could ever meet Satoshi, what would you ask him? <laughs> I think I would be speechless. <laughs> I think I, I I'd be meeting my hero, and uh, I I don't even know what I would be able to say to him other than other than I would just pay a lot of respect and gratitude to him and say maybe I would ask him what made you how did you know that you needed to be secretive about your identity, which is not the hard part of the question, but how did you find the selflessness, the courage, the generosity to actually disappear and leave behind the fortune that would have been yours, the fame that would have been yours, the power that would have been yours? It's such a heroic uh, sacrifice uh, that he made. And it's very rare to see anybody be so generous when they could have so much wealth, power and fame. 
and especially in the, in this day and age where everybody seems to be chasing money, power, and fame. And so he did the opposite in order to create this invention because as much as he had to use the cryptography and the peer-to-peer -peer and the internet, he also had to disappear. And that's and that was something that cost him dearly in some in some ways, right? He had to give a part of himself into this thing too, not just his work, but his identity. He had to surrender into this thing. Hey, Sam, did you know that there's uh, there are evil people out there that they pretend to be Satoshi? They come forward and say, I am Satoshi Nakamoto and I created Bitcoin mm -hmm. because they want to steal the fame, but they aren't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things he built into Bitcoin is that you can prove who owns which coins because that's the only way you can spend them, right? You can't steal coins. And so when those fakers come up, those phonies come up and they say, I'm Satoshi Nakamoto, true Bitcoiners say, show me you are by spending or signing with cryptography the first Bitcoins that were ever created or any of those first few ones that we expect belong to Satoshi. And none of them have ever, ever been able to do that. So that's how we know that they're not truly Satoshi. Or just ask them how they made Bitcoin. They, yeah, well, they, they tell they tell these yeah. interesting stories but yeah. you know what it, oh, it's yeah. actually a really good question because the people who pretend to be satoshi are pretty lousy liars and it's almost <laughs> like a comedy show uh to listen to their testimonies if you know a little bit about bitcoin or a little bit about cryptography or a little bit about computer programming you very quickly say this person not only is not satoshi they don't know anything about bitcoin and they don't know anything about crypto because if you actually knew a lot about bitcoin the last thing you would do is pretend to be Satoshi Nakamoto because you'd know that everybody can ask you to prove it and that you wouldn't be able to prove it. Because well, the, the trial at the moment is just an absolute joke. I, I don't even I, know how it got to court. You know. it's, yeah, there, so one of these phonies is on a trial right now. I think he's suing himself. Yeah, he <laughs> it's knows really, point, right? <laughs> it's, really? it's really a comedy show. Yeah. yeah, it's really a comedy show, and maybe some some other time we could talk about it. But he he's he's not a good character, and he's he's not suitable for children in many ways. We have to filter out a lot of what he says. Absolutely. I have another question as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, where can you use Bitcoin? That's a great question. Increasingly, you can use it in more and more places. It's still being used mostly by people to save and protect their money. People who want to save their money for the future know that they can rely on Bitcoin because one of the problems with the rest of the money that we have is it loses its purchasing power over time. Like it, it, there's a there's a process that's labeled inflation, but and that's what it's called. But you know, a can of soup used to cost ten cents. Now it costs a dollar or two dollars. A house used to cost twenty thousand dollars. Now it costs a million dollars. And so you if you tr if you have dollars and you save them or euros, and you save them they lose their purchasing power over time. So you can't really save money. Bitcoin is a solution to that problem because there's a very small number of Bitcoins. There's a very finite number and it doesn't, it doesn't inflate. It doesn't grow. So the purchasing power of the Bitcoin continues to increase over time. But having said that, there's actually a lot of different ways you can use Bitcoin. I bought this poster behind me with Bitcoin. Um, I bought, there's a book I have here. Um, I can't see it right now that I bought with Bitcoin. The work I do for the company that I work for, they pay me in Bitcoin, so they buy my work with Bitcoin. And uh, I try to use Bitcoin and earn Bitcoin everywhere that I can in my life because I think it's the, the best form of money that's ever existed. And so wh why would I use anything worse 
unless I had to. Uh, but right now, there's a country, one, the first country in the world, Bitcoin's such a new invention, right? It's, so it's just being figured out that it can be used. The first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as their official currency is a country called El Salvador. It's in Central America, so south of, south of the United States, but north of South America. And over there, you can walk into a McDonald's or a Starbucks or any local uh, restaurant and you can pay with Bitcoin. So it's, it's happening. And it's like, if you guys have been to McDonald's, maybe you don't go there, but they have these like kiosks where, where you can just, you know, these robot kiosks where you can order. And there's a lot of videos online of people walk up to the kiosks and they say, I want to pay in Bitcoin. And they just hold up their cell phones and scan the barcode and they bought themselves whatever it is that McDonald's sells <laughs> uh, with, with Bitcoin. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Samuel, the other Samuel, did you have a question, mate? Uh, somebody i did okay oh you did oh. okay <laughs> go ahead, um, go ahead caitlin wait who's go who's going i'm i'm lost well sophia's been waiting for a pretty long time okay yeah. sorry I, i'm trying to manage okay <laughs> so sophia sophia go for it it okay. was sophia um, all your voices sound the same they're in my own kids as well so you know <laughs> i'll be able to figure this out <laughs> Um, so you said there were injustices that have been solved by Bitcoin. What are those yeah. injustices? I, yeah, I, I think that the biggest injustice that Bitcoin fixes is what I was just talking about before, which is there are people with the, with the non-Bitcoin money that we use, which is sometimes called fiat money, government money. There are people who get to make that money and they don't have to work to make it. And guess what they do with it when they make it? keep it for themselves and or they give it to their friends and what that means is that there are people who get to take to buy the efforts of other people's work without themselves having it worked and so in a sense it's if you know what slavery is right it's like they do they do no work and they get your work and you work hard and you don't get to use the money that you earned because the money that you earned what it was supposed to buy buys less because they printed more money and gave it to themselves. And this problem of inflation is one of the biggest injustices in the world. And one of the ch biggest challenges that your generation faces and would have faced if it weren't for Bitcoin and if, it, and if Bitcoin doesn't succeed will be that things are just, you have to work that much harder than the previous generation or the previous generation before that. Like m when I graduated from school, I was able to buy a house and it cost about four years salary at the time for my for my starting salary from graduating from school today that house would cost 10 times salary and it was just a little house it might cost something like 20 or 30 times somebody's salary when i went to school school cost 1800 dollars a year university it cost 1800 dollars a year it now costs eighteen thousand dollars a year for my kids to go to school this is the injustice where did that money go Right? There are other people who are living with a lot of wealth and a lot of power and a lot of fame. Right? The exact opposite of what Satoshi surrendered. And that's the, in, that's the major injustice that I would say even exists in the world today. There's lots of wrong in the world, but the most widespread of the wrong is that just about everybody who works for a living loses their purchasing power for, for their dollars. And, and when that government system of money was put in place and your dad can show you charts from a site about 19, which happened in 1971. I was one year old at the time that that happened. 
the process of fair distribution of the productivity of humanity uh, ended. And we saw that the people who were workers in the world started to get less and less of the gains in the productivity of the civilization. And the administrators and powerful people in the world ended up getting more and more of it. And so now we have a huge percentage of the world's wealth controlled by a very small number of people. And in many cases, those people have hardly done any work for it. Um, and so that's that's the injustice that I foresee Bitcoin at bringing an end to. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Who was next in line then? So we've got Samuel Kate. and Caitlin and then and then Solex boy. Um, so Samuel forgot his question. My main question, but I yeah. think I, I, I got another one. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Do you think daddy is Satoshi because he doesn't like fame? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody knows. He is just as likely to be Satoshi as anybody else who hasn't pretended to be Satoshi. <laughs> I think I it's Uncle, I think it's either Uncle Badders or Uncle, uh, <laughs> Uncle, um, oh my gosh, I've got too many uncles. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Uncle, dad. Huh? Well, how, Daniel? How do you address the question? How do you respond? Do you do you deny, or I, I, I'm, I'm trying confess. to figure out why why my ten year old son's trying to dox me in her own house? Like you know, what the hell's <laughs> going on? I, I, oh wait, no, it can't. It can't oh, be daddy. Like Satoshi, you like, yeah. Daddy, we were literally throughout the whole entire story. Me and Samuel were talking about it. We're like. Wait, <laughs> maybe that could be anyone. It could be. Anyone. It's, it's certainly not me, guys. I can what, barely write an email, let alone write code. What about Michael Saylor? It's not Uncle Chad. But, 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 <laughs> it's certainly not but like Michael Uncle Saylor Chad. either. It's not him. But, it's not. It's not. He doesn't. He didn't. He. He. No. He only really found it in 2020, so he couldn't oh, have invented it unless right. he's playing a. You know. No. It's not. Also, it anyone. can't be Daddy since he. He was watching, he was working in finance for a long time mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. didn't figure it out until like 2000 something. Exactly. Definitely not me. Definitely not me but, because when I was in, I used to work with dollars and yen and euros and stuff. I thought Bitcoin was the biggest scam in history, not knowing I was working in the biggest scam in history. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how when your eyes open, you suddenly realize you're on the opposite side. And I think this is, this is a really interesting thing when we talk about good and evil in history. There's a lot of people who maybe working on the side of what's not really just or moral and they don't quite see it because they're caught up in the they're caught up in the system so it's important mm -hmm. to be able to forgive people when they do finally see the light of day mm -hmm. but it's also important to fight for what you believe is right and to make sure that you understand it not to just leap in without asking questions why so i think i think the kinds of questions you kids are asking are really great because if you know if if you couldn't be provided with good answers, you shouldn't believe those. You shouldn't believe what's asserted for you. It's asking why is maybe the most important thing you can do. And then thinking, uh, it's absolutely crucial. I've got another question. Yeah. Um, when did Satoshi create Bitcoin? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, uh, as I said in the story, in 2008, he appeared um, pretty much on October 31st, uh, which was Halloween. And he, uh, this document that's behind me, 
he he appeared on the cryptography or the, the cypherpunk mailing list, which is what the cryptographers called themselves. And he said, I've come up with this peer-to-peer uh, -peer system that has no third party, no, no party in control of it. And here's the document that describes it. And, you know, sometime you guys can take a few minutes to read this. It's a little complicated, uh, but it's actually, it's really well written. It's written in flawless English. There's, there's one mathy section in it, but the rest of it describes how he uses peer-to-peer uh, -peer technology and cryptography over the internet to create Bitcoin. And then on January, help correct me if I'm wrong, it was January 3rd or January 6th of 2009, January 3rd of 2009, he launched Bitcoin and he announced that he was launching it. And so people had had a few months to get ready for it and it began running and it ran. And some other people started running it. A very famous cryptographer called Hal Finney was the first one to publicly announce that he was running it. He had a two-word tweet. He just said, running Bitcoin. And that's kind of like famous in the Bitcoin circles now. Hal Finney's tweet. Hal Finney's passed away. He had he had a disease that took his life. So he's no longer with us. Some Wait, people speculated. Been... So it's only been since 2009 so it's only like 13 years. It's not even 13 years now at the time that I'm reading. It's 13 years since the white paper was released. It isn't even 13 years since Bitcoin's been running. So how old are you guys? Are you about 13? I can't I'm really tell. Nine. I'm nine. I'm nine. I'm unicorn or Ted. Okay. So you guys have never lived in a world without Bitcoin. But you but you've but you have lived in a world in which Bitcoin isn't widely accepted yet, right? Like, like a, you know, when you guys grow up, Bitcoin will likely be everywhere and you'll be able to spend it everywhere and it'll just be the money. Hopefully, I got yeah. one for you. I got one for you guys. Hal Finney, who uh, Toma is talking about here, he did pass away, but uh, he had his body cryogenically frozen. Do you think? Is that true? Yeah. Do you think Why? he might come back in the future? If they figure out a, a cure for his disease? We, 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 what, like Austin Powers? Exactly, like Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Oh my gosh, he, he could actually I mean, be... Who knows? He yeah. could actually be uh, Satoshi, since he went into hiding. Who, Mike he Myers? He could probably be in a glass good... and an ice tube. <laughs> I right, still, before, like he faked his death or something that, that before is we go down this rabbit hole let's get across <laughs> to soul exporter soul X boy have you have you got a question uh, uh yes when will be the follow-up story <laughs> uh, what what might the follow-up story be the um, great six I, I do have a science fiction story that's a very long follow-up story that I've published, which is called Moving Heaven and Earth. And it's such a long follow-up, it goes 10 to 100 million years into our future and talks about how Bitcoin will save the Earth. Okay, uh, how Bitcoin and humans working together will save the Earth. So someday I might read that uh, story to you guys if you are interested. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's a suitable story. I want to write... Now, I've just written it as a very short story, kind of as like a Twitter exchange between two people, the storyteller and the listener. So in the same way that I'm telling you guys 
the story and you guys are asking questions. I've written it that way, but someday I'd like to write it as a full novel or maybe produce it as a TV show or something. But right now it's a very compact version of the story of how Bitcoin and human beings working together can save the earth. Hey, Solix boy, have, have you been writing any stories about Satoshi? Have you got any thoughts? Well, I've been trying to write a little story, but it's kind of just for myself. Aha. And uh, is there anybody getting unfrozen in that story? Because this could be a uh, whole nice twist. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's about the future, right? Um, no, it's not. Oh, it's about one. no. It's about how the kid learns about Bitcoin. I have it. He was writing that from the future about his past. Oh yes, he was writing that from the future. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like time travel. I'm a big fan of time travel. Hey, we've interviewed a couple people here. Yeah, we had yeah. cipher. We had uh, the cipher diaries on um, the uh, mm. the guy that wrote the comic from uh, from the future, and he did a whole treasure hunt, um, and mm. he visited us from the future and. Uh, talked about his story, so. Uh, and he says uh, Bitcoin's going to be crazy in the future. It's gonna be <laughs> Sol well, Sol really Sol you're, you're there with Solix Boy. Do, do you uh, do you have any questions, mate? Anything you you want to throw in? These guys. Uh, I just wanted to point out to Tomer and all the children here as well. Um, if you don't like to read the white paper, you, Lauren, Solix Boy, and me, we all were part of uh, the voice paper. So. Uh, it's already in audio out. That is yeah. correct. Yeah, and it was for like kids to read for like bedtime stories or just stories in general. Wait, do we? No, 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 no. That, that was a different project. Oh. We're talking about the voice paper project where everybody wrote, uh, read one line of yeah. the voice paper. Yeah. And you're talking, talking about Goodnight Bitcoin where we read one wait, wait. line of. Oh, wait, is it that one? <laughs> yeah, we could do the same for That's Thomas' story one. maybe one day. Oh, like, okay, the... yeah, got, got mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is doing too many projects. <laughs> yeah, she's juggling. Yeah, she's spinning lots of plates. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right, I have a question. Okay. Um, when is the film coming out? When when is when is there going to be a movie on the book? Of the book of this book, I don't even know when the book is coming out. Um, oh, it's not I, even out. No, it's it, it is. I'm reading you a rough manuscript uh, that I wrote and have printed out, uh, and and in fact. From the time that I read it to your class and now, I actually switched the order of two pages because I thought uh, they would go around better and I've added a word in here or there. So I'm actually having my daughter uh, illustrate it. She's an aspiring illustrator. So I'm going to have her illustrate it and I'll try to find a way to print it. But I did ask a group of children, I can't remember, maybe it was you guys, whether you'd rather see it as a book or rather see it as a YouTube video. And I got... I got and the vote was overwhelming that people would rather see it as both. I did release a YouTube video about Bitcoin very recently, and I think some of you may have seen it. It's called Bitcoin is Generational Wealth, and I wrote it and I narrated it and I worked with uh, someone who's now a very good friend who's a director and also an editor to put it together and put music onto it and select images for it. And I think. I think it's just about to hit 100,000 views. Like I checked this morning and it was at 99,000 views. So it's, I'm really, really excited about it. And it's a great message of hope. And I have heard uh, great feedback from children seeing it as well, that you know, this is the world. It paints a picture of the world that children want to grow into. And, uh, and that's certainly what Bitcoiners uh, are trying to build in terms of a world in the future. So it's a, it's a hopeful vision for the future. 
And if you haven't seen it yet, I'd encourage you to see it. And if you have seen it, I'd encourage you to see it again. It's a great movie. I have an idea for you. Oh, yeah. So when you hit like a thousand. A hundred thousand. Yeah, a hundred thousand. Sorry. Um, you could like make like a Bitcoin cake, like make like a chocolate cake. Then like get mm. like, try and make icing, orange icing, put it around. Mm -hmm. Get like like the white icing to make you, you could have a hundred K party. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, what? I'm, get, yeah, I'm getting, that's such a good party. idea. So I'm getting together with my director and editor on Thursday. Today's Tuesday. If I can find a place to make a Bitcoin cake for that and to surprise them with it, that would be pretty awesome. So <laughs> I'll, uh, That'll be your own little version of the 100K party of your movie. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. a great idea, Lauren. Well done. Why don't like at it. the 100, at like, once you made it at like 100K, you could like, um, like make the next video or something. Yeah, really well, that's what we're getting together to figure out what's going to be our next project. Because we are so excited to see that there was a positive reception to our first movie that we're eager to figure out what we're going to do next or what things we're going to do next. Not just one, but maybe several. So we're going to spend a couple of days putting our heads together, brainstorming, writing, figuring out stuff. Well, it sounds like company. Caitlin wants to see uh, a movie adaptation of, of this story that yeah. you read today. Yeah, we can probably do that. I just want to well, That might be easier than illustrating some, a book. Okay. Uncle Chad, if you're actually watching this 100K party coming up, make sure you have an actually a, a Bitcoin cake because I'm looking forward to that. If that's yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm going to see the people and have the the food. Cake. Right. Yeah. Cake. Cake. That's the most important thing. So. Mm -hmm. Any more actual real questions? No. Before. <laughs> that was fun. Guys, any anyone any further questions or? I had some, but I forgot them, and they'll probably mostly be bad stuff with Satoshi. If you ever podcast, um, do an interview with Satoshi Daddy, Daddy, but he would know, Daddy. I'll never be doing an interview with Satoshi. Could it be? We actually did, and we didn't know. No. No. Ooh, that because would be something. Maybe you did. You don't know that you didn't. This you kind of look suspicious, Toma. Why do you look so suspicious? <laughs> I can get, I can assure you, I can probably prove to you or provide significant evidence to suggest that I am not Satoshi. I mean, I, at the time mm. that Bitcoin came out, I was, there's a lot of people I could bring forward to testify mm. that I was working really hard on other things. I was like engaged 24 hours in the job that I had at the time, which I was working for a a traditional newspaper company trying to run their internet operations so i had a i had quite a few people that who were working for me and we were working on a lot of things i think most of those people would say there was no way tomer had the time to even understand what cryptography was let alone uh write bitcoin mm. all right so that's me and tomer out of the picture yeah, we've ruled out two more <laughs> people. There's only seven billion left to go. <laughs> Uncle Chad, Uncle Baddis. No, 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 and no. All right, Uncle enough, Texas. enough conjecture. This is what this generation is going to spend their lives doing, clearly, right? Yes, who Satoshi might have been. No, yeah. They're going to become inventors Yeah. and follow in the footsteps. That's my hope. Right now. And they'll be freed from the injustices of the fiat money system let's let's Daddy. truly hope so fingers crossed for Daddy. for that one mm -hmm. well if there the are book of satoshi yeah. 
Well, if you guys are out of questions, uh, we will uh, we will wrap this one up. But I will definitely, uh, Tomer, I want you to come back on the Once Bitten podcast so we can do uh, like a another app and go down all of your um, your past and uh, you know your your other writing. Um, we'll, we'll save that one for another day so we can you know do that one a real justice an hour and a half two hour podcast of some sort uh really appreciate you uh you coming on does does anybody have anything to say before we uh before we sign off Mm, no No, but daddy you know the um the music like the the like when everyone leaves it could be you singing the west town love (laughs) <laughs> Toma, where um when do you expect to uh to release the book and where can people come and find you what's um what's the best way for mm. people to get in touch with you if they've got an idea for helping yeah. you get this thing to print or what okay. what's uh, what's your message so um so i'm at tomer strolight on twitter that's the easiest place to reach me at, at tomerstrolight.medium.com is where i publish all my articles i haven't yet published this book so people will likely transcribe it uh from 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 this which is the first recorded reading of it anywhere and uh but i, I maybe i'll aim to publish it online so that people can read it to their kids shortly my goal and this depends on how long it takes to illustrate it and produce it would would be to have maybe something available for a download by Christmas time. That feels a little ambitious, but uh, but you never know. And Bitcoiners know to wait for good things. So so maybe it won't happen. Uh, but I would love to have something out, and uh, time will time will tell. But but it's there now, and the recording exists, and I guess people can snip it and share it if you want me reading it, and people can certainly transcribe it and. Um, and read it to their kids. Like I, I, I'm not. I, I do want to say I wrote the story for the world, and feel free to transcribe it and share it uh, with children. I'm not claiming any rights to it and restrictions around around it. It's 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 Satoshi gave Bitcoin to the world. The least I could do is give this to the world. So um, so it's for everyone, and I I hope it's a story that resonates with people and inspires them to learn about Bitcoin and to do things with Bitcoin going forward. Love it. Open source stories. They're, the, they're always the best type. All right, guys, do you want to say good, uh, good night to Toma? Yep. And thank you. Go for yep. it. Okay. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> thank you as well. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Next time. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, Tom, we'll catch you soon, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that's warmed your heart. Toma's little story there, I think it hits the absolute spot, the nail on the head, what other analogy you want to use. And like he said at the end there, you know, spread this around as much as you want he, he didn't make this story to make money from it he just wants to spread the word as far and as wide as he can if there's anybody out there that can help him out in that pursuit please reach out to him on twitter you can dm him you'll be able to find him he's lurking around he's watching he's out there he's contributing and <laughs> he's one of us how can we lose like really With all the bullshit going on in the world, I hope this has brought a smile to your face today to those people that have listened to it. Thanks again, Toma. Very special piece of work. 
really appreciate you giving up the time and everything that you're doing for the space right now. Uh, if you guys want to head over to the show notes, all the links are in there that uh, are going to get you some discounts on various services. It'll get you 10% off your tickets if you want to get across to Miami. Fingers crossed we can all make it. I mean, who knows? But the tickets are 100% transferable and you will be able to sell them closer to the time and you will be able to get full refunds on your face value if you are unable to make the trip due to COVID regulations. So, you know, give it a thought. Head over there. Use code BITTEN at checkout to save 10%. And of course... Please keep stacking. SwanBitcoin.com forward slash Bitten have you covered in the US and across Europe. You can use CoinCorner.com or you can use Relay.ch forward slash Bitten. Make sure you're taking control. Use the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only hardware wallet from ShiftCrypto.com forward slash Bitten. Catch you on the next show, guys.